You are listening to the Cairn 10 Podcast, where we bring alumni back inside Cairn University. Well, listeners, before we get started, I want to make a quick announcement, a pretty exciting announcement. Cairn 10 is growing. Actually, we believe it started kind of outgrowing its original mold uh, a while ago. What started off as a 10-minute university update podcast turned into much more in-depth interviews with all kinds of faculty and alumni special guests speaking on all sorts of interesting subjects. So we wanted to formalize some of these changes and position the podcast for some additional growth and opportunity with some new segments, new voices, and in a way, kind of a new brand. So we'll be putting the show on hiatus for just a couple of months while we make a few podcast renovations. And in the meantime, we'll play some of our greatest hits to tide you over. But we hope you'll stay subscribed and excited for our relaunch in the spring. Now on with the show. In recent years, we have had a great experience at the end of the semester with our graduating seniors. The candidates for graduation would complete their graduation practice and then head up to the Furman Dining Commons to enjoy brunch with their professors and classmates. And then that evening, we held a banquet for those who were candidates for graduate degrees, master's degrees, and so on. In the past, we then featured a few of the students who had the chance to speak at these brunches. Well, this year, commencement, as you may have heard, has had to be postponed due to COVID-19, but we are still pleased to bring you two student interviews to give you a sample of the way that our graduates speak of their time and their education at Cairn, and we really hope that you enjoy them and think that you will. Thanks for listening. So I did an internship with the Philadelphia Project uh, in 2017, and they do a scholarship program. I had never heard of Karen. I just kind of went out on a whim and applied to Karen and the scholarship and ended up getting in. I loved Karen because of how close it was to Philly. Um, And that's kind of where, through the Philadelphia Project, I kind of learned like my place in serving in Philly and wanted to be able to keep growing in that. So Karen was kind of a no-brainer when everything kept lining up. And I was just like, okay, we're just doing it. (laughs) We're just going for it. So, and then I ended up here. Favorite professors, probably Dr. A. Um, She, she pushes you, she challenges you, and she makes you, um, she makes you find your best. And she makes you find your strengths and she makes you build on those while also making you build on weaknesses but doesn't like show them as weaknesses she just shows them as areas of growth areas needing growth so I think that's yeah she's definitely (laughs) anyone in early ed would know Dr. A she like she knows how to get you to a point where you feel confident in your abilities as a teacher and honestly as a student I think the two biggest things that I got involved in that really kind of grew me in every area possible in life, was RHA. I worked with Andrew Hageman. I was his VP in event planning. Um, and then after that year, I started working for Stephanie Bernatus in student life as her, um, basically the event coordinator in hospitality for chapel. And both of them stretched me in leadership. And just kind of like in confidence of like 
I can make a decision. So having to make that transition, both spiritually and like professionally, of it's okay to be the one making the calls and like growing in my confidence to be able to do that, which is also huge in a education field because when you're leading a bunch of little children, you need to be the one making the calls. Um, tomorrow we'll finish the sixth week of my <laughs> second placement. My first placement was hybrid. So I learned how to teach Zoom and real students at the same time. And then this placement is completely on Zoom. I mean, all you can do is like be gracious and have patience during a time like this. And that's all these professors and faculty, staff, like everybody has just been so gracious, so compassionate. It's, I mean, now from a teacher perspective in this setting, understanding like where so many of the professors are coming from in teaching multiple classes, um, like they're, they're killing it. Like, it's so much, and for me to only have been doing it for 13 weeks now, and they've been doing it since spring, like, I've learned a little bit of what it means to just be thrown into the Zoom setting and figure it out, and the grace and the patience that they've had with us is, like, wow. Because <laughs> I, I know from a fraction of their end, like, how stressful and frustrating it can be trying to teach on Zoom. Um, and so just the, the constant patience and grace that they've shown is like, it's to a totally different perspective, like a huge deal. It's incredible. <laughs> it really is. So in the fall, start at Drexel in their um, applied behavior analysis grad program, uh, which I am very excited about. I'm very excited to get into that. And there's a very good possibility that by the end of this month, I have a job already. Um, and a lot of that I found out in the interview uh, has a lot of Karen connection to it and a lot of Philly Project connection. Um, so it was like all of my little worlds kind of coming together in one place, which was really cool. Um, so I'll be hopefully a kindergarten teacher uh, while I'm also doing my grad school, which will be interesting. I think the biggest advantage of applying to, to Karen was the the biblical background that surrounds the uh, teaching the teaching at Karen, and just how much the professors care for the students and their growth not only academically but uh, spiritually. I think the computer science program at at Karen is very special because um, as you're going through the different courses, you get a lot of practical experience and a lot of one-on-one -on -one with the professors. Um, since the school is not as big, uh, there's a really cool uh, faculty-to-student ratio when it comes to the program, and that allows you to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one, uh, help, which really speeds your growth. I think uh, Michael Sable is a very influential individual for me uh, because of how much he invested in me and also in, in all the all the other students. I think he's very intentional about his approach to uh, teaching, uh, not only the uh, computer science concepts, but also integrating that with uh, his faith and uh, our, our belief in Christ and just seeing how he would bridge the two was really uh, encouraging to me. 
he always was available for any students and he was very intentional with feedback, making sure that students knew how they could do better with different projects and also how they could continue to grow and develop as professionals. He also really helped me uh, find different internships and uh, helped me prepare for them. When COVID-19 began, I was worried as to how much was going to change with like the school um, dynamics because I am a people person, surprisingly, and I didn't want to go all remote, but I think the school did a really good job transitioning in March when everything started with COVID, and I think that helped ease my tension um, with respects to going all online and also just the different opportunities that the school created to feel engaged, whether it was through uh, social media, creating di different posts. And these, these posts were, were really interesting because some of them came from faculty directly, but there were also posts from students, with, whether they were singing or worshiping or just giving some thoughts. I thought that was really encouraging and helped everyone feel uh, closer together, even if we were physically apart. Other than that, I think that my classes felt pretty similar because I, th I know computer science people have it easier because it's easier to have remote learning when it comes to technology. But I'm sure in, in other disciplines, they also figured a way to make it as smooth and as good as it could be. Uh, given the circumstances. So I was very thankful for the school and the faculty uh, making sure that the transition was good for all its students. I think one of the really big distinguishing factors with uh, Karen is, again, how close the community is. It was so cool to me how I could step out of a class on on Thursday or something and then by 7 p.m. being in a room with the president of the university having a conversation about where the university's going or what its future plans are and pretty much any questions that that you wanted to ask him also um, just being able to do different events with the computer science club like hackathons and stuff of, of that nature and seeing how the faculty would show up and actually participate in these events is something I think is pretty unique to the Karen community. The fact that professors go above and beyond to invest in their students outside of the classroom. So I think that makes Karen pretty unique. I think Karen was the right place for me because I wanted a program that would really invest in me as an individual and that also cared about me and my growth, not only academic, but also spiritually. I think that that component was something that I was very close to overlooking and picking a, a bigger school instead. And I think that would have been a very big mistake. I am incredibly glad that I came to Karen and I'm so grateful for not only the university itself, but the faculty and all the other students who have definitely invested in me, whether they know it or not. You just heard from Hope Renner and Miguel Tapia. Thanks to both of you for sharing about your Karen experience. Best wishes to you and also best wishes to all of the graduating class of 2020.